and welcome to Planet NOLA. This is the podcast where I, your host, Mary Jacobs, talk to people in New Orleans that I think are cool or doing cool things. Just some people I want to shine some more light on. Today, today, this beautiful day, I have been joined by my friend, local comedian, graphic designer, artist, owner of Boat. All around very inspiring and funny and cool and lovely person, Laura Sanders. Hello. Hi. Did you like your intro? I loved it. It made me sound much richer than I am <laughs> to say owner of boat. Like I feel like owner of boat was relevant. I'm not I'm not technically even owner of boat oh. until I mean I'm engaged to You're boat engaged owner. to the boat. <laughs> yes. The boat and I are betrothed <laughs> in the future. The nuptials <laughs> are pending for you yes, and that boat. And this boat. Yeah, but but do you guys own it. it together, like in like the metaphoric way? Oh, sure. And like in like we've been together long enough that everything is pretty fifty fifty. What at this his, point, what's, like what legally. I tell Kristen all the time is, what's yours is ours, <laughs> and what's mine is mine. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> yes. What I feel like Kristen's both- watching today, and she's giggling. <laughs> She's in the room today. She's usually not in the room. But yeah, you're like, I will. I'm so happy to share everything you own 50-50. Yes, exactly. I feel like with boat stuff, boat is mine when it's uh, time to like do fun boat stuff. And then when he's like, this boat is yours, you need to do like maintenance (laughs) on the boat. I'm like, I don't know. It seems like this is your dream (laughs) that I'm supporting. Seems like this is your responsibility. Like I'm supporting you emotionally while I don't get sunburned. (laughs) And I don't go and work on a boat. So I think that that's a really fair trade off. Because also, what is a boat if there's not a beautiful woman on the boat? I know, right? You are providing a service. You're a laborer. <laughs> when I work being... on the boat, I am not a beautiful woman on the boat. I look like a troll. I truly like all of the, I I switch into a mode. I'm a shapeshifter. And I feel like when I have to do certain things, I switch into a mode that my friend lovingly calls skateboard kid number two, where I like immediately go 12 year old boy. When I like, I like get dressed up to go do shows and go out. And then when it's like work mode, I'm like, hello, I'm a, I'm a rascal now. <laughs> I'm a little rascal. I'm a little rascal here to work oh my god <laughs> but every boat needs a rascal wait where do you dock the boat at the lakefront obviously yes so this is now now i feel like this used to be like the so for those of you who are listening we just got right into boat stuff well, which is I, really, not... I genuinely want to talk a little bit about boats i didn't know that i would want so, to talk about boat stuff so my fiance david lewis is a boat captain which sounds like i made up a boyfriend <laughs> that lives in canada and he became a boat captain and originally was thinking of starting a business and he still does this business that's like focusing mostly on like charters and going out in the lake and things like that and then as a captain he's gotten other work that isn't that so we like got this boat to fix up for charters specifically and now that his career has shifted away into other boat work it's like we have it, but we're not doing anything. You have a boat. Now you, have you just boat. own a boat. Just an, a, an old sailboat, which if anyone actually wants to own that boat, we are selling it actively <laughs> right now. Yeah, you try, you're trying to no longer be a boat owner. Yes. We just Your status be... in society is going to go down like five notches. Oh, but our comfort will be, I mean, except I shouldn't, I'm, I'm terrible commercial for this. I, I mean, say, it's so wonderful. Not... I love owning it. I wish we couldn't. You are not selling this boat on this podcast. I know. Tried, I wish though. I wish I was. You can sponsor the podcast. I've been. I feel like my Tinder lately has just been Facebook Marketplace, just people <laughs> asking about this boat that I've posted photos of. That there's just like every day I have to like copy and paste, being like, "Here's more photos." You Here's- can you can um you can make a Tinder for the boat. I should. Make I a bet Tinder. you would sell it faster. I should make a Tinder for the boat. 
Think All right, it. I gotta go. Think of it. <laughs> Why are people not using Tinder this in this in. ingenious way? Think of all the men holding fish on Tinder. It'll be me holding this boat. <laughs> it'll be no. It will just be a boat, and they get to it, and they're like, "Oh, this is what I, I don't want a girlfriend. I just want a boat." Oh my god, yeah. And like boats are referred to in like the female pronouns I'm all the time. I'm telling you, you which, can make a tender for the boat. When I'm like, yeah, she's real beautiful. She's 41 feet long. Like I always feel a little weird. Like, Disgusting. Like I feel like I have like a horse that I'm horny for when I describe <laughs> this boat. You're betraying our entire gender also. But it's like, I I, I like it kind of. You are a I'm gender like... betrayer. Wow. We got there fast. <laughs> it is like four minutes into this podcast and we have found out that I've betrayed my gender. Ooh, wow. I'm just kidding <laughs> we're getting to the bottom of it right away <laughs> i think it's funny that that we call things she especially boats because boats aren't like especially feminine in any way i uh, yeah I, well they're curvy they're like curvy they got okay. good lines all right i see that i feel like there's definitely like i like my women like i like my boat kind uh-huh. of keep balance. telling me how a boat is like <laughs> okay. a woman laura uh if a boat is like me as a woman it's like bottom heavy weeble wobbles does not fall down <laughs> uh charming things, but requires wait hold on things fall overboard you don't know where they're at yeah yeah they're exactly gone. lose a lot of things <laughs> in it and around it uh i'm very slow boats sometimes are fast though right but yeah but a lot of the boats like this sailboat we're dealing with slow. is like a slow and steady mm. and that's me yeah i'm I'm not like a, what kind of boat would you be if you were a boat i'm not like a jet ski i think i am like a like a bottom heavy old sailboat i'd be a party boat Ooh, like a pontoon? Like a pontoon that gets Ooh. rented out to parties. Okay. Because I like I, I am the good Not time. like a yacht. You just like like a No, pon- I want the everyday, man. You want like a... I want... We're on vacation. I want middle class America to be able to party on me. <laughs> Those are the people I know that how to party. tagline. <laughs> middle class America, party on me. Come on. Yeah, I can like see They have that. enough money to rent out a boat, but not a private boat, not a yacht. It's a party pontoon. Yeah, you don't want like assholes on you right you i mean they might be if they're middle america but do you know anybody wait i have a funny story about a pontoon boat when i was working on wendy in the caribbean oh yeah yeah on antigua the boats that we were renting for like to travel us to and from because we were filming like in open water a lot or we were filming like on like little rocks in the middle of the like really truly ridiculous places yeah so we would have everybody on pontoon boats like the party ones the party boats yeah like that they would rent out in antigua to tourists and so we would rent like two or three of these a day and that's like the crews were like split between them and we'd have to like pass trays of food and everything but the funniest part is that because they were renting the pontoon boat out it included everything so it included all the booze and the pontoon boats. I think when they have like a big party or a more expensive party, they would have like a full bar. But like every pontoon boat just <laughs> out the gate, all the packages include like a giant Gatorade thing full of rum punch. Oh, my God. So every day there was just a giant thing of rum punch. And some days at the end of the day, we would just be like, go, 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 like it was, or it was like would a thing people where drink left. it during the shoot, or would it be very? I like, didn't. Okay, I, didn't. I was gonna say because I was like that would be terrifying to me. That's like recipe for. We would all. Being I remember always like as soon as the shoot was over and we were sailing back to land, it was always like now we drink. Because okay, get, yeah. You get. I mean seasick you know well and like it's not yeah it's not comfortable to be so the few times so part of like this I've been a deckhand a few times for right. like paying clients and it's like 
not you think it's like oh my god you're on a boat you want to drink champagne and whatever but when you were like responsible for the safety of people in that scenario you're like oh no i don't want to be drunk right now like it's so because there'll be clients that are like on like yes on they'll be like oh my god do you want some champagne have some with us and i'm like why would you want that that's like offering the bus driver a fucking shot (laughs) where you're like i'm not in charge of this thing (laughs) like i have to drive why are you yeah do you understand what we're floating in the middle of like a water (laughs) i know like we're not we're just floating here yeah nothing is tethering us we are gonna anything could happen yeah but i feel like people do like equate boats with booze so much that they're just like oh no if you're allowed to be drunk on this and i'm like why would that be reasonable the laws just don't exist yeah like the the laws of nature like yeah you just drink while you drive this vehicle yeah because it's it's floating it's floating it's different yeah because if you fall out of it you're talking about boats i was mostly curious like because i know you have to dock it so that means you have to be around other boat people and you guys aren't like boat people that I imagine you're around well I feel like one of the cool things I do feel like getting to know like different like cultures of like subcultures of groups of people is like very interesting to me so I'm like oh yeah like there's this whole community of like boating people and boat enthusiasts and they do like Wednesday night races and everything else that whenever I meet like because I feel like I grew up in the like comedy culture and like design culture of like things I'm passionate about. And so then you get into this like whole other block of people and you're like, Oh my God, they all have like their own drama and their own like old wise dude and their own like troublemaker. And they're, it's, it's like meeting like a, a brand new boy band or something that has to do all with boating. Where it's, So it's real. It's been definitely interesting to like meet all of the people. And it's just been wild. Cause like before we started going to Wednesday night races, like Lake Pontchartrain and like anything behind the flood wall i had just like never seen or looked at before it's like this giant part of new orleans that so many people don't access or like where does it buy what are you talking about? like going out on like Pontchartrain train or like orleans marina is literally like behind the, a flood wall Whoa. so like there's just a big tan wall and that's what most people see and then you drive in there and there's like hundreds oh, of well, boats. i've been there yeah, yeah. i've been there because i went there. oh yeah we did the something. wide awakes thing there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah. got out the vote there we helped democracy there oh, right yeah. yeah that's what we did I yeah we had like a flotilla it was a very impactful day for me yeah that's why biden won <laughs> that <laughs> is why we did it we, we got him <laughs> we did it on the boats yes. to each other that's the other thing yeah. that was the thing that i didn't understand about that whole thing I was like, we're just going to be on boats looking at each other. Like, are there yeah, I think it was, other people looking at us? Are I think just, there was other cities doing uh, doing those. it. It was like a social media, like we uh. care. And it was like a reaction because I feel like a lot of boat people were like very like doing Trump stuff all the time. That makes and sense. so we were like a pro voting. Okay, that makes sense. Boat place. Finally. And that, Mary, you were doing the arm painting you like painted the like logo and yeah. you painted one on my arm and I was like this looks so cool and I immediately smeared it like all over my body because <laughs> I was so sweaty and covered in sunscreen but I say, it usually dries pretty fast no I truly like that fast was yeah. like oh this is and I was like cool I'm just that's your now, teenage boy aesthetic yeah I was a chimney sweep <laughs> that was part of it Laura I want to talk a little bit about bear with me okay I think like bear with me is actually how I know who you are that because, is true. Because when I was briefly dabbling in stand-up for the first time in New Orleans, that was the mic that I was doing. I didn't do any other mics. It was just that mic. And that's how I know who you are. So it does make sense that it, that's, that's correct. That's how we know. Where I'm not like, we went to school together. No, no, no. <laughs> or we know this person or that person. No. But now since then, we've crossed in other ways. Mm-hmm. Just like your partner, the flotilla thing. Like, I don't even know how. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we just keep overlapping in, in just little ways, ways here and yeah. there. And now we're friends, so we and just know each friends. other. And we took we... our first photo together. Yeah, tonight. Today. Tonight. It's it, a big... It happened. Yeah. 
I'm so excited that happened. I'm glad for us too. I've been talking about taking that photo with you all summer. I know we've really been building it up. So it's everyone, I hope you all like it. Yeah. But yeah, bear with me. I hosted from I think 2017 until this year. And then I quit this year. You did quit this year. And it year. felt great. It's still a great mic. Everyone who's listening to this. Oh, it's the best. The mic's not over. No, it's I'm still just, going on. I'm just, because every other host who had started it moved away. And that's so they naturally stopped hosting it. And then I was like, I don't really plan on moving away from New Orleans. But I feel done here. But I feel really like, I was like, but I've, I've done this amount too much. And I was like doing it. And again, Still my favorite mic to go to in the city. Still a great mic. Yeah. But the hosting energy is very... Uh, it reminds me of like when my dog had puppies. When she my, when I was like a little kid, my golden retriever had a bunch of puppies. And there's just like a certain point where the puppies were still trying to like latch on to her tits and get milk. And she was like very mean to them. And I was like, why is Duffy so mean to these puppies? And, and that's I was you. like... And that was me. You were just we're like, they were like, people would ask me very reasonable questions and like, just be as needy as open mic kids are. And uh-huh. I would be like, rawr, 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 rawr. yeah, you're <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh, I can't, I have to you're leave. You're getting old and crotchety. Yeah. I was just getting like, I think here's the thing. I think that there is space for being old and crotchety. Sure. You earned it at some point. And I get what you're saying. Like, you're like, you're, it sounds like you just might, it, it might just sound like you were transitioning you were done Mm -hmm. yeah you had done what you felt like you wanted to do and you got out of it what you needed to get out of it and now you're done that's fine but i want to make a case for being crotchety because (laughs) an argument for being yeah because you ran that mic for all those years there's a system in place it's very easy to understand people just get anxious and it is what it is you're very gentle and giving with your energy probably exhaustingly so yeah and i it's okay to be crotchety you know it doesn't make you a bad person no i don't think it makes you a bad person i don't think it's just like naturally what my vibe is and i feel like that's true that was something that was like such a special thing for so long for me that i was like i don't want I it was it was the thing where I was like oh I don't want this to be something I like don't like yeah and now I get to like go and just do the mic sometimes while other people host it and I gotta say <laughs> better oh that's fun better that I get to show up and then if I don't like what's going on I can leave you can leave I can leave the room I can leave yeah, yeah. you're not on the line anymore no I don't have to like be just like in an, like I don't have to just stay like there was once I took my sister to an open mic when she had a broken ankle and I sat her and it was in a crowded bar and she sat in the corner and she could never leave <laughs> and she had to see the whole show and it was truly I remember being like that's one of the worst things I could ever do to someone and I was doing that to myself every Monday <laughs> so so yeah, yeah I I feel like it felt it felt like a good thing I'm so grateful I did it I feel like I met a lot of like and got to collaborate with a lot of great friends through that experience yeah. Um, and and you, you gave so much of yourself to that. And like the work of running something like that is so community important. It's important to the community. Like, yes. We need people. If we love comedy and we love stand up and we want it to be successful in New Orleans, we want the scene to grow. We need people like you that are like, all right, time to do my service and like run a really great mic and give all of our people a place to workshop their stuff so they can get yeah. better. So the scene can get better. So it's like literally a service to the community you love, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no matter how long you do that, you've done it. Like the fact that you did it at all is it's truly like, you great. You one of the good oh, ones. Thanks. Oh, thanks. It's appreciated. Thank you. You know? I, because it's like, when's there gonna be some like, thi- when when are you gonna get your Oscar for this? You know, like I know. I feel that way, especially about the Hennahan brothers who run the Carrollton Open Mic on uh-huh. Wednesdays. They like my first experience ever doing stand up in New Orleans was at that mic with them, and then like, 
and I, and I like remember it. So like, I was like so nervous and everything else. And like, they are like, some people give them the reputation of being crotchety or whatever, but mm -hmm. I think they're the case of like, they run it extremely professionally yeah. and they have for longer than anyone else has done that. And right. like, that is the mic They've, that is like lasted yeah. where I'm like very proud of bear with me. And I tend to like, like that vibe of the mic more. And it's like close to my house and it's more of like, it has a more like feminist vibe. Of course. That's why I like um, it. Also real pro move. My phone is dinging behind me. How? I thought you put it on. I airplane. did. I put it on. Do you, not disturb. You go, you go. She walks in and she goes putting my phone on. Do not disturb. I literally said it did. out loud and like just. And now it's just like bing, bing, binging next to me. Oh. And I'm just OK. Silent mode on. I put it on. Do not disturb though. So I don't understand. What was the notification? Was it a text? Oh, do you know what it is? What? You didn't put your phone on Do Not Disturb? No, it's that. This is how cute I am. When my phone's on Do Not Disturb, my mom and my sister can still bing through. Oh, my God. You are. <laughs> you Hi, are, Mom. Hi, Bethany. Y'all are so. Before we started, Laura was like, um, I just have to text my family thread to let them know that I won't be available for an hour. Because <laughs> we're warriors. Oh, my God. That's, you're, you're very Midwestern, right? Yes. Well, and that was also from. It's like, like, a, it's like a trope. The it's, ultra considerate politeness. Yeah. And I'm like very just like organically into my family. Like I yeah. like, like I actually like them. It's not even like some Midwesterners I feel like feel that way because we are a guilt based <laughs> it's culture. It's like you're voting through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where I like for them, I'm like, oh no, they're like my buds. Yeah, so you I actually like, don't want good. them to worry because I like, are you a natural warrior? I was raised in like yeah. the Catholic I am. fear. I am a natural warrior. Yeah. So I, I feel like if I like, try to get a hold of someone and I can't get a hold of them. I'm like imagining the many different every ways time, that they've died. Every time. My, I get it from my mom and every time Kristen calls me or my mom calls me, I will answer as soon as possible. Even if I'm doing anything because I'm always like, I have to answer this because what's something wrong? Oh, so yeah. So it's like, I'll be in the middle of working and then I wind up being like resentful towards Kristen oh, because I'm like, why did you call me in the middle of the work day? Like I was working and my she was mom like, you didn't have to answer yeah. and I'm like, yes I did because what if something goes wrong? <laughs> so every time and I pick like, up the voicemail, phone. like the voicemails, like oh, I know, but that's God. like when I like I there's definitely been times where like I'll call my mom and she'll answer and then she'll be like Ashley honey because she teaches at all girls high school and she'll be like put that I need you to come over here with that and I was like you're in the middle of a rehearsal like you don't have to that's what my mom did today yeah I called my mom because I there was a guy outside of her house driving really slow and pointing to the house I'm pretty sure it's my uncle that I cannot stand if he's listening fuck you uncle Kirk um <laughs> bad person but it was really weirding me out because I was like it's weird I couldn't really tell if it was him um and so I called my mom because I was like and I was like mom does uncle Kirk drive a jeep patriot and she was like, I don't know. And she was really short. And I was like, oh. I was like, because there's like this guy. I started explaining it to her. And she's like, I don't know what he drives. She was like, but I got to go on the other line. I was like, mom. <laughs> yeah, like you don't have you to. You answered the phone. I know. And let me explain to you this whole situation. And then they're like, got to go. And she probably was at work. I looked at the phone after I got the phone. I was like, oh, it's 3.30. Like she's at work right now. She shouldn't yeah. have answered my call. But I do the same I do, thing. Yeah, I feel like, and like the whole idea of like needing to be on demand all the time is so like gross to me. And yet I still feel like I like owe that to people. Same. Yeah. Absolutely same. Yeah, where I'm like, I should just like leave my phone somewhere yeah. and not give it a care in the world. And then I'm like, oh wait, but I'll be, I'll feel bad about it. I struggle because I love talking to people so much. No. So it's like any, I know. <laughs> 
So it's like any, and you know this about me, but like anytime someone texts me or I text someone and they text back, I'm like, this gets all my attention right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I do love talking to my friends so much. So I'm always on my phone because I'm not with all my friends all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you're like, this is, it's like the chewing gum of talking to your friends in person. Yeah, where you're yeah, like, yeah. I can simulate being in a conversation in person. I love it. That you're, yeah. I feel like that's why we got to know each other so fast as we're both aggressive friend makers. We are. Like, I'm like, I like, I remember my friend Rebecca even, I was talking to her about, she's one of the people that I am friends with, with, hey, Rebecca, if you're listening, but uh, she is uh, not aggressive friend maker, but a very, very cool person. So I am very willing to like, track those people down yeah yeah, and yeah, like yeah. and be like i will be as affectionate and patient and like all over you and i have no ego about it like i was like i will like you yeah like belligerently <laughs> like i will like i will just be so about you that like you either are gonna hate me or you're gonna be my friend that's exactly we do like, the same exact thing yeah we so, are love bombers yes <laughs> yes where i'm like we I are be... toxic but no i feel like i'm no, actually supportive no I, I me too it comes from yeah. an authentic place yes where i'm just like whenever i really want to be friends with somebody i'm like you have to understand like you should be friends with me like I got a lot to give. Oh, so much to give. I will, I sometimes, especially now that I'm like on the internet more, I feel like there's a lot of people that like aggressively pursue a friendship with me, but in this way that just feels kind of bad. Like it feels, mm-hmm. I feel a bit objectified. Yeah, that's like, there's a fakeness to yeah. some of it where you're, you're feeling a little like, are you trying to collect me? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I'm like, also in those situations, you can feel there's a difference because it's like they want something from me. But mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have anything to give to me friendship wise. Like they're not And there's no natural organic conversation before that. It's like Right. Hey girl, how you doing? Wondering if I could get this thing versus or like there is natural conversation, but it's like it was just like a it wasn't like this deep connection. Like yeah. we click. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you click with people and it but when I am again, I think you're the same way. When we are aggressively seeking friendships, we have a lot to offer we because do. we're very fun, we're very supportive, we're mm-hmm. very loving, and we're fucking funny. Yeah, and we we're great. D- we got stuff to bring to the table. So I whenever- about like deep, genuine compliments on the regular same, to people same. that are yeah. So, but also, I feel like the reason that I'm that way is like as much as I'm like, oh, I like I'm an aggressive friend maker. It's because I choose really lovely people to know and like yeah. have in my circle. So I feel like it's like all very, it doesn't feel like that like fake networky thing. Like one of my favorite things that happens oh, to me. Oh, the fake networky thing oh my is God. really hard too. More than once someone has like, and this is at Bear With Me, at the Bear With Me Farewell, it truly was one of the funniest moments where someone got up and was like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. We're going to miss you so much, Lauren. And I just like truly thought it was hilarious. Like I just like burst out laughing because it was just truly like, oh my God, Lauren, you're the best. And it's like, yeah, like it's a nice tell. It's like a litmus uh, test to be like, oh, you that's truly rough. Well, don't to be sure, there me. was a moment where there was Laura and Lauren, but still. Oh, yes. But no, still. and I don't get upset when someone calls me Lauren because one, if they confuse me with Lauren Malera, she's cool as hell. So yeah, like I'm like not, not offended. But it's just that thing where I'm like, yeah, I feel like if you darn if I if I truly me. meant all of this to you, <laughs> you wouldn't I mix wouldn't up. mix this up <laughs> at all. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be like. Like, I just feel like even if my friend's name is very close to someone else's name, I'm not like, God, I just, I messed it up. Just like mutilating it. And I get it. Like via text, it happens with very close friends. Cause I'm like, they also are friends with Lauren. So like, yes. it'll just auto correct. And exactly. that never bothers me. Like if a friend yes. texts me that I'm never like, like I'll give them a little shit playfully, but it doesn't actually offend me. And it didn't offend me there. Cause it's just so funny. It's of like, very funny. Benjamin Hoffman once at a show afterwards just said, we are clowns that no one respects. <laughs> 
and I still think it's one of the funniest things that he's ever said to me. And I, and it's like very true sometimes where as much as you're like, you're like, this is my service. This is my going away ball for my big thing I've done. And everyone gives a shit. And you're like, do you know what's hilarious? No one actually does. Like they truly, it's not like, no, but it is like, I'm not saying that in a negative way. It is true. And that they're like, will I get stage time next week? Thanks. It's cool. It's what I was just like, saying. Like, you're not going to get an Oscar for your your service no. to your community. And it's like, why do you do it? And it's like, because you believe in it. I did a show the other night and someone was like, are you a comedian in New Orleans? And I was oh, like, no. yeah, I am. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and you just like, start crying. I know. I just was like. You start crying. And they're like, where do you perform? And I'm just like. Where don't I fucking perform? Comedy House NOLA. That's exactly the right answer. That is. So I feel like there is like a whole crop of comedians there that like meet me. That's and they're like, true. And they're like, oh, you do comedy in town and i'm like sure do yeah but so that's the one. Oh, that makes so much sense yeah so if i'm you, like i don't know i'll tell you comedy house nola used to be called the new movement you can google it and see that they don't exist anymore and why and mm-hmm. then they rebranded turned into a stand-up theater and went downtown to market towards tourists and beginner comics that yeah. don't know about their stuff or that do know about their stuff and don't care yeah where they're like it doesn't personally affect yeah, me and, I, and at the end of the day i talk about this all the time i guess actually i don't talk about it here but I get why people perform there. I get it. Yeah. They're getting something out of it. And that's what the owners are doing too. They're getting something out of mm-hmm. them performing there. I totally understand it. But I also, at the end of the day, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to support yeah. them. And if you're a comedian and you perform there, you'll never be on this podcast. Like, yeah, that that's, is, that's just like my simple, that's but, my one form of protest. Yeah. Like, that is. Yeah. Where you're like, that's the one thing I can have. Cause I feel like yeah. I've, for as much as I think uh, this is a stupid phrase in Catholicism, but it's like, love the sinner, hate the sin. <laughs> where I'm like, there's like many yeah. super talented people that do that. And exactly. I'm like, okay, I just can't because exactly yeah 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 truly i know a ton of people that are still yeah. performing there and yeah it's the same exact thing of the sinner hate the sin it's like yeah. i get why you're doing it i don't agree with it and it is what it is yeah but that's but that's got to burn when those people are like oh you do comedy well that's the fun thing is that i think like seven years ago me it would have burned, burned so badly and now i'm just like I, I have like you've risen above it I have more of a sense of humor about myself yes. than I used to yes in all things like in all creative things not to say I don't have like a huge ego sometimes and I like oh, want yeah. to be taken so seriously in so many things but I feel like when I started comedy and like when I started design and illustration and all those things there's such a like I want to be this thing I want to like prove that I'm this cool person that does this cool thing and I want everyone to know the validation. and now you yes and now I'm like way more into the like doing part of it where I'm like when I feel like and honestly that results in me like doing it less where I feel like before I was like you got to grind you got a 10,000 hours at the open mics and now I'm like oh yeah it makes total sense that some people wouldn't know that I do this because they don't see me that often I'm like in and out of town a lot yeah and like I don't perform where they perform and I yeah like I remember once in like Columbus Ohio which is where I like my comedy birthplace but some guy my was comedy birthplace uh, yeah my origin story yes, my, my... tonight on Laura Sanders <laughs> behind the comic <laughs> she started at Surly Girl Saloon you may have heard um... of Laura Sanders from her history with bear with me here <laughs> in New Orleans and the theme of this conversation is like you probably actually have it <laughs> And she's okay with that. <laughs> like, and that she is, is completely secure <laughs> yeah. in the fact that you may not know who she is. Because there was one and guy that's that, okay. <laughs> he literally tried to say as an insult that I like didn't have a draw. Oh. And I was like, yeah, 
duh like I know I'm not famous like it was truly I'm like yeah I don't have a draw as a Columbus Ohio comedian who's like in her 20s who just like it just was such a funny thing it was like she doesn't have much of a draw who said this some like random show producer who was like <gasps> doing it to because I was like I think here no no this was Columbus oh okay I would never allow that disrespect never to here in my seat and here I am with Laura Sanders <laughs> We dive into the time she was crossed by an evil man in Columbus, Ohio. The one time. The one time a man <laughs> dared cross it. Okay, we have to take a break. Okay. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Bye. <laughs> Hello, it's your host, Mary Jacobs. I'm sitting here with my producer, Carrie Mulder, and we are so excited to be bringing you Planet Nola this episode and every episode. We really believe in this podcast mm -hmm. and the work it's doing in New Orleans to build community, to reach out to people, yeah. um, and we really love what we do. Yeah, we love our guests, we love our audience, our listeners, we love each other. It's just a big love fest. So if you love this podcast and you believe in what we're doing, it would mean the world to us if you considered subscribing to our Patreon. We've just launched it. The lowest tier is $5. Mm -hmm. And we are just really trying to get this podcast to pay for itself a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, maybe support ourselves just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We're both creative people. We have a lot of projects. And this is a big one in our lives. So if mm -hmm. you love it as much as we love it, um, it would mean the world to us if you considered subscribing. There is bonus content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. It takes a deep dive into the episode, kind of circle back to some of the topics. They've been fun. Yeah, Super we basically fun. record with the guests as soon as we're done their episode and do a more candid version of their podcast. Mm -hmm. It's shorter, but it's more self-effacing, and it feels like just real real you yeah know? it's it's bts behind the scenes it's the bts so if you want more planet nola content you could subscribe to our patreon and mm -hmm. get it it would mean so much to us so okay we'll let you go back to your episode now but please okay. consider thank you bye This episode of Planet NOLA is brought to you by Vitality Community Fitness. Vitality is a functional training gym located in Metairie, Louisiana. And at Vitality, we focus on members as individuals. That's right. We don't want people together. We don't assume that everybody has the same goals when they step into our gym. We also don't push things like body ideals or diet culture. We try to focus on the full person and we try to give an experience that matches that. We've got incredible coaches. We've got an incredible community. And if you're looking for a place to call your new gym home, consider checking us out. We offer a three free class trial. That's right. Literally no commitment. You can try three of our classes in a week to see if our gym is for you because ultimately we want people who want to be there. And if it sounds like this might be the space for you, please consider checking us out. You can go to vitalitycommunityfitness.com, click the contact button and get started. Okay, we're back from the break. I feel Ooh. like we've been back for the break for a minute now, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, we're officially back now. We're still here with Laura Sanders, or Lauren, or as some, some might call her. As those incorrectly. who truly love me, call me. <laughs> as your number one fans may refer to yes. you. Their little nickname for you. <laughs> truly. I was just at a party, and a woman did the coolest. It was at the Camp Ranamuck thing that I do, uh -huh. which is like a bartender camp for those of you who want to Google it. It's a very it's long cool. thing to explain. But w this one woman did this beautiful thing in which like a drunk guy came up to the group of people and he was like, I appreciated y'all so much. I want to done like, I want you to sign my pants. And she just goes, name the women. And it was, it like struck fear in my heart also. But I was like, it's a thing of like, cause I do think I do work. I'm not great at knowing people's names, but I try to work hard to do it as like a sign of respect and like how to pronounce people's names. And like, he couldn't name any of us, of course. No. And I was like, that is truly, 
when like people a, when people slide into the the not Vitality the podcast DMs now and say I love your podcast so much I'd like to be a guest which has happened a few times but the last time it happened I de- it was like a young guy he had I had followed him because I was following a bunch of people as you do on an Instagram yeah and then he immediately followed me back and then he immediately DM'd me and was like hey I love your podcast so much I love what you're doing like I'd love to be on I'm a, a musician all these things and I was like which favorite episode. <laughs> name one name 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 one but of course they're all online so he could do it and he did and you know maybe he is a fan or maybe he isn't but it is funny how quickly people will be like i have something to say Kristen's cousin has asked to be on my podcast like three or four times now every time one of us sees him and he is still yet to listen to a single episode that is i feel like i was i had listened to an episode like when when it first came out and then i think even like I got asked and I was like, I should listen to a few more episodes. I appreciate to like, to that. To get some under the belt. I appreciate also, that. Also, I feel like I like was rooting for it from the beginning because I did the artwork. And so it was like a very like, you I was like, I was artwork. like invested in this succeeding. And they were good episodes, I have to say. Thank you so much. And really? I like do not listen to podcasts that often. Aww, not to be blessed. like, I don't like female comedians, but I like you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is. Not to be like, I don't like female comedians, but I can't stand you. Yes, that is. <laughs> Um, we should talk about your design work. So that's another beautiful thing about you is that you are a graphic designer, artist, illustrator. Yes. All the things. I'm a doodler. And you designed the Planet NOLA logo. I did, which was so fun. And I really feel like it was the first time we've ever collaborated on a thing. It was. And it was kind of like the launch pad of the relationship, too. Yes. Because we were periphery friends, acquaintance friends. Like, we obviously really liked each other's energy. I was just a fan of your work. And I tried to hire you first. Yes. And then like, I can't afford you because you're extremely very good but at your job. But then we got to barter, which is so fun. And then we got to barter, which job. is something you really do with people you trust and like. Yes. And, so. and because I feel like sometimes people are like with bartering that it's more or with like with friends that like it's all more loosey goosey. But I feel like it is like a thing I feel like that I got a good vibe from you is that we were very like, here's a very specific contract we'll both sign and that sort of thing. I feel like. some of my very good friends my friend friend Lilia I met as first I worked for her Mm -hmm. and that's like how we became friends is like I first laid out her book that she wrote right and it's a thing where you really get to like know someone where you're like oh they're like you get to like test drive a friendship when you do freelance work for them right because you're like how good are they at setting boundaries how good are they expressing what they need like yeah like how are how good are they communicating like is are they bullshit yeah <laughs> it's like and it's so it's really nice that like i feel like the, the friendships i've had that are born out of working for someone first are like so satisfying because you're like oh this is like i got to like see what you were like first yeah collaborating makes you learn a lot about it oh my gosh yeah so fast and we, i've yeah. been talking about this all day actually it's just like i'm a big collaborator like i do nothing alone yeah ever, and i i know very well that i all of my things are born because I've had another person in my corner, no matter what it is. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, when I, Addie Nahra, who does strength, she does yeah. personal training and yeah. stuff. She like, I did like an interview with her cause she, I did her logo. And so we bartered and I, oh. I, I get a lot of cool stuff by being like, I'll it's draw great. some stuff we, for you. At the gym too, we barter a lot yeah. and it really works out for us. It's so great. And she, she's like, you literally are like, a textbook like I literally just read a textbook about externally motivated people and you are like textbook that like you are fitting all of the things so it's like collaborations yeah where you have someone like hold you up to a certain standard yeah. it's good for neurodivergence yeah and I'm just such a people person that I like I find I always say like I love a reveal I like find so much delight in like showing things off and celebrating things with other people that I like I do not have the like deep just like like I feel like my fiance David is like very like 
I am internally curious. I'm a lifelong learner and like knowing more things is satisfaction enough because I'm curious about those things. Same. And I'm like, I want a treat. Mm-hmm. I want someone to reward me well, that's with true. praise. That's I'm like, true. so like praise and external motivated. I'm not that like, I want to be that. I want to be someone who's like, I'm curious, but I'm not very hardworking. Yes. Like I, the follow through on my curiosity is like, like like, I think you are equally very curious and like to learn, but I, but most of the time I'm so curious about my main curiosity and enthusiasm in life is about other people. Yeah. And so I feel like all the cool things I learn are because someone else was enthusiastic about something. And I'm like, can you teach me that? I want to hang out with you more. Like, I just feel like the, my like, Truly like human connection. Yes. My like doofy, like head over heels enthusiasm for other human beings has like that has is what has resulted in me like learning so much and getting so many cool experiences because I'm like, hell yeah, I know a lot of cool people. It's the best. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. We live very similarly. <laughs> yes. Where, and I think it is all like external motivation. Yeah. Because if I just was like, I'll just stay in my studio <laughs> and, and paint like I don't do that. Where I'm literally like my career path is like art but people tell me when i'm done yeah i was (laughs) about to say like freelancing is so hard then well i guess it's so perfect because it gives you the external deadline but i struggle as someone i guess i'm not really a freelancer but i work for myself yeah i struggle with even with a deadline there's no one there watching me (laughs) you know yeah it's just me moving myself and that can be hard it's true i wish i had somebody to do this even though i have no respect for authority that is the trick is you have to be your own authority or like you will just resent and honestly it's all like how i started stand-up comedy is i named a date and i told a bunch of people that i was going to start that i do this all the time yes and so it's like that's how I get a project done is I like email the client and I'm in the joyful enough place that like most of the time I really like my clients. So like, that's a nice thing that I've, I've like done it long enough and I don't care about money enough, I guess. But like that most of the time I'm working for someone that I want them to be happy with what I'm doing yeah. for them and me. Yeah. And so I'll just email them and be like, these are the deadlines and they're all imaginary, right. but they are necessary for me to live at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. If someone's like, take your time, I don't care when you get it done. I'm like, I will make up a date and tell you because yeah, because it will not, I will done. never ever do it. No yeah. I, I struggle with that. Yeah. It's so no, that's, I feel like one of the hardest things of like, being your own and I always think that I'm like oh my gosh I it's not even imposter syndrome but it's like that like when a puppy grows and you don't notice it growing that like now I look back at like me as a baby freelancer and I'm like oh yeah I was like so bad at so many things that I used that I'm good at now I was just talking about this with Jasmine because she's starting a small business and she's in that beginning part. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. and she's like, it's just a lot and it's hard. And it's like, yeah, it's hard, hard, hard until like you get better at stuff and then new things are hard. Yeah. And then bigger things are hard. And it's just hard and hard until one day, I think it'll be like old, old news. Like we'll just be able to do it with our eyes closed. Like we got a system and everything is like, I think yeah. we're, I think we're we're like laying the grooves right now as creatives. Like we're still like really getting ourselves into our grooves. Well, it's the thing I heard about like uh about fitness that was like like the workouts don't get any easier, you get that like stronger sort exactly. of thing. And I feel like that with like and it's again like I what book is it? It's like Elizabeth Gilbert, her big magic big book. Big magic. That's my she favorite. talks about shit sandwiches. That's my favorite book. Oh my God. It's, it's great. It's funny. I never read Eat, Pray, Love, but I like, I've like listened to Big I Magic that over and over. Every yes, time. I know. By the way, I'm not an Eat, Pray, Love bitch, uh, but I like, which is so rude. You could like that book. So I'm so, rude. why am I a judgy? It could be amazing. Why do I do it too though? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's like, 
the the like layover I have from like I in my early twenties I was totally a like I'm more of a guy's girl I'll have some whiskey like I was one Classic. of those idiots that was like Classic. really trying to prove that she was like Classic. cool around because I I was in stand up comedy in Columbus Ohio in yeah you were surviving in like 2010 you were surviving yeah I, mean, I was the same <laughs> so like, way but I was in a, a, a music computer yeah you know like it's so like, you're like oh yeah I'm I'm one of the guys yeah, I I feel this way about women shouldn't get to feel sexy <laughs> like yeah. it's just really like and so I feel like but I do feel like the like shit sandwich part of it all is very like oh yeah small business owning a small business will always be hard working for yourself will always be hard but I'm like but so is giving 40 hours of your life away to a nine. Like the last time I had a nine to five, I was 23. I'm 36 now. And I only had it for like maybe a year out of like I for I worked there for like a year and I, and it was a great job. Mm-hmm. It was like I worked at Ohio State after I graduated from there. And like my bosses were nice. Oh, the insurance was like I oh, could yeah. masturbate to how good that insurance yeah. was. Like now it is it was such good health insurance. <laughs> and like the people were lovely and it was very like supportive it wasn't one of those design firms where you're working like 80 hours a week they were like 40 hours a week nice like lovely time and I was like okay if I hate this I'm never gonna like a nine-to-five job because this is like the best I'll ever have it yeah and I hate it so gotta go and and then I and now I'm eating this shit sandwich which I enjoy more it's a good I think it's the best yeah I, I say this all the time it's like I would rather suffer and be my own boss yes <laughs> then have an actual boss or yes. have to like answer to anyone uh, yeah and I say that because I also am like ext- I like have to note that I know that I'm extremely privileged and like the support right. system I have right, and like right, 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 I have a situation where if I'm ever flat on my ass I have family members I can go to like Same. yeah so I'm like I I get that I don't want to be like everyone should just do this like right. I get that it's easier for some people and harder for others but like I am grateful that and it's so funny because I like still always have like self-labeled myself as uptight. And then I'm like, you haven't had like a real job <laughs> in uptight. like a decade and a half. No, and I'm like, I'm a little uptight. And I'm like, no, you were when you 14 years ago. <laughs> and even then you weren't. You just thought you were. Like, it's <laughs> truly, we're like, it's so funny that like a label can stick with you. We are like, well, I'm just kind of like a nine to five. And it's like, you literally have never experienced a nine to five job more than like six months of your life. It yeah, feels I like. have never done it. Oh yeah, I did. I had a Kohl's credit card. I like lived. You had a Kohl's credit card. I had a Kohl's credit card because I needed because you were shopping. I needed. That much? I needed business clothes because oh, no. I like graduated college and went right Any into this job. Any job that requires business clothes is not a job that you it was like business do. casual. It was like the most casual. I would always do equations on my way out to work. I feel like. I, I'm such a stand-up that I'm like, have y'all ever done this? And I'm like, they are doing their dishes a week from now listening to this. This is not, they cannot respond to me. But have y'all ever, like, I would do negotiations with my sister because we lived together when I was working this job. And so I would be like, is this professional enough? And she would be like, put on more makeup. Or like, like there'd be a balance of like, okay, the, your shoes are trash, so wear more makeup. Or like, okay, you're dressed up, so you can wear stupid shoes. Or like, it was always like an equation being like, am I passing as business uh-huh. casual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was always the balance. I always call it work drag. Yes. Because it's, or for me, I call it scamouflage. Scamouflage, just, that's so Because good. like when you're in a nine to five and you're a degenerate, you're just like, you guys just gonna let me be here or? Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> like, like, I shouldn't be allowed. I steal all the post-its. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It was like truly like, you're like, I'm, I'm tricking all of you. Yeah. Like, like I eat your lunches. Is, like. Is, 
but I'm then, a menace. But then really, like, everybody's just always tricking everyone. I and know. And that's the thing. I know that. That's like, you were getting tricked the whole time you thought you were tricking your boss that that job was tricking you even harder than truly, you were tricking them. Truly, that's like, why you've got to milk the system. Yes. And take the post-its. Yeah. And, like, when you... Like, because I think about, like, as you get, like, closer to, like, because even, like, Dave was becoming a captain and, like, learning all of these things. And he's, like, he's, like, doing stuff that I can never imagine another adult that I know doing. Where it's, like, handling these, like, 80-foot boats and stuff. And even in, he's, like, doing all the research and reading these books about it. And it's, like, yeah, the first time anyone does anything, they've never done it before. And, like, there's, and as you get closer and closer to the top in anything, you're, like, Oh, no one knows what they're doing. Exactly. And it's a relief, but it's also terrifying because you're yeah. like, oh, no, no one knows. Yeah. It <laughs> like, just makes no you one... realize, for me, it makes me realize how much I could do. I'm, yes. I'm regularly like, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do that. Like, and that you already do. I already yeah. do everything I want to do, but like, I just have this like, uh, you know, and I think you do too. Like, we have an imagination. Like, mm-hmm. I, if I want something, I can imagine myself doing it and then I do it if I want. Yeah. And your life is literally formatted to do that also. Like, yeah. I, I like think about some people I talk to that have like the full time jobs and they're like, well, around the weekends and like at night, I like figure all this stuff out. And I was like, oh, yeah, you have like this whole other. Yeah. You have these eight hours a day where you're answering to somebody and you can't really be authentic to what your own rhythms and stuff are. Yeah. And that's really where I struggle because once again, being neurodivergent, my brain does not just click on at any time. Like, yeah, I can go through long periods of inactivity and then like an hour where I accomplish like two months of work for somebody else yeah i get it done you know like not an hour but you know what i'm saying No, that it's it's like totally oh and like riding the waves of that flow where i used i feel like i used to i still even now i'm shaking like the nine to five kind of like myth of that format of a work day yeah you you really do do a work day yeah i try to and and i feel like i often the days i'm more successful is like when i let that go where i'm like oh you can just Absolutely. schedule anything and then go and like and follow the flow i have to do it a little bit for when i'm being creative because like i'm a sleepy lady yeah. i can't be that creative at night <laughs> like i can perform like i can do stand-up because that's just like naturally and also daytime stand-up i've done it not fun yeah. <laughs> it's like feels weird yeah. earliest i've ever done stand-up was 8 a.m once i had to go on a radio show and do a set oh at my eight God. in the morning to two radio djs and that's it oh it no. was that was a weird time that sounds bad that that sounds like covid time zoom yes stand-up. yeah it was like truly a, a weird thing but i yeah i feel like for timing i try to be creative like during the day because otherwise i'll get sleepy or distracted that's smart i i don't have literally i don't hold myself to like literally anything and it's problematic like i'm in, so yeah because you're like that and then also my friend ben is like that ben is really great at just like working 12 hours without being told like he can just like oh. every day is a work day he overworked he's a workaholic i was gonna say i'm really good at working for three hours without yeah, no, being no, no, told no, 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 i was no, no, like no. i'm not good he's at a workaholic but i am impressed by him because it's creative stuff he's doing like and he's holding yeah. himself, he's holding himself accountable to it i'm like man how do you just do it on a schedule my brain does i can't i don't know how to do it on a do schedule. you do tomato timers we're really getting into some interesting conversation no, I, now but I like I, do feel, tomato timers. I i feel like it's like the little 25 minute segment of oh of yeah like, like you Pomodoro. work for 20, yeah the, yeah 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 no, i, I just that. call it tomato timers but yeah I don't do that. That's my only, because again, being externally motivated. And I truly will, I joke with Lilia about this all the time. I will reward myself like a dog. Like I will literally be like, you get a glass full of chocolate chips if you get this task done. Or like you get, like I am, I I joked about when I was like, 
that I was always my own stay at home wife where I'm like, I may, I get to like stay at home and work, but also I like make the money for me. Right. And then I like also am like my own like owner and my own dog where I'm Aww. like, I'm truly like, if you get this done, you can have a little ice cream. Lately, like, <laughs> lately what's working for me, just a little, little ice cream. Little ice cream. I know, just a little treat. <laughs> lately I've been thinking about how a task will make me feel and that motivates Ooh. me. So with, yeah my brain sometimes it's not enough to just get it done because it needs to get done and nothing will motivate me but then like for example i really needed to clean this room out for the bag sale because i oh, had a podcast yeah. here on t- today with yeah. two days after that inc- oh you're right that was so recent yeah and it was so many and it was like every everywhere. yeah everything and that was a lot of work and i did it yeah. all myself you know with a little bit of help from Kristen. um but i didn't want to do that and i mm-hmm. but in my brain i kept thinking I'm going to feel really good when this room's cleared. Like, yeah. I know I'm going to like the way it feels. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, let me imagine the feeling yeah, of this thing Yeah, and that, like, done. motivated me. Oh, yeah. And I got then, it done, like, yeah. super fast. Because I was just excited to have this place cleaned up. And I, like, and now it feels great in here. And it looks, I mean, yeah. I, well, I guess they can see it if it's on YouTube. Because I'm like, if you're listening to yeah. this, it does look great thank in here. Thank you. And if you're on YouTube watching, thank you. Hey, thanks. I once was on uh, a show where they were interviewing me about... Like basically whether or not women had to be pretty in comedy. But like it was like it was like a discussion. It was like a thoughtful NPR, local NPR station discussion. Uh-huh. And I was like so honored that they invited me. But they did not tell me that it was also being video recorded. And so I was like, I'm literally in a discussion of whether or not I should be attractive. And they're not telling me ahead of time that there will be video of this discussion. And oh, it just truly no. felt like a trap because I was like running late because I'm always running late. And then I was like, who cares? I was like, it's radio. My voice oh, sounds great. No. And then they're like, we'll be filming you as you in like your disheveled state are like, I think we should just be able to be funny. <laughs> like that is- uh, speaking of Mary Devin again, she was the second person I ever interviewed for the podcast. Oh, she, she was the first one I ever listened to. Yeah, yeah she was the second person great. I ever interviewed. So when she got out of her car, I went outside to greet her. And as she was walking up, I looked at her and I said, oh my God, I forgot to tell you that we take video. <laughs> Which is also the rudest thing to say to a person when you first see I them. No, but luckily it was Mary Devin and she just like laughed. Yes. And knew what I meant. You yes. know what I mean? Like I wasn't trying to say you look like shit. No. I had a friend, oh my god. Katie East, also a very funny comedian, was yes. she used to drive Katie, I hope you're okay with me telling the story because it's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. But she used to drive for Lyft and she would stop in her husband was a chef at Barcadia at the time. And so she would stop in Barcadia to use the bathrooms because she like knew the staff and whatever. So she would be able to like park, use the bathroom real quick, leave. But she's like, but I forgot that sometimes on Saturday nights that meant like she was in just like yoga pants, no makeup, like lift driving clothes, but walking into Saturday night at Barcadia, oh, which is like, so like rows and rows of fuck me pumps and like that yeah, sort of look. Yeah, yeah. And so once in the bathroom, she was just waiting to go to the bathroom and a woman in front of her went, are you okay? <laughs> And she was just like, yeah, I'm not ill just because I'm not like dressed up. Like it was just, and the woman after saying it was like, are you okay? And then she like noticed after she said it that she was like, oh my God, I just asked if the woman, if she was okay because she was suffering from not looking cute to me. Like this is, and Katie had to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. I'm just not dressed up. Like it was just, I'm like, oh my God. And that woman was trying to be so polite. She was like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you lost? It's oh, like, that's no. so funny. I, I did the same exact up. thing. I did the yeah, same. Yeah, you're like, thing. oh my god, I forgot to tell you. You should have looked better. <laughs> <laughs> she really 
didn't look bad. I just knew. No, her. You, yes, you know that if you told her that she would like have had but done she was a my different second one ever. Yeah, like I was, you know, getting my feet wet. So yeah, now yeah. I now I send a text that says, "Warning, we do film video yes. as well." So you can get as cute. And then I also then sometimes I have to also add, but you don't have to get so. You don't have to worry yes. about it. So, you know, you're allowed you can, to be as ugly as you want. <laughs> you can be totally ugly if you feel like, like me, it. Though. Like That's, I want people to feel comfortable. I'm like, and then you, you like, show up and you're up. like, you're like, good. You didn't feel pressured to feel too beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Jesus Christ, what does that mean? <laughs> that uh, oh, good. You didn't get too dressed up. And they're like, I thought I did. Laura, <laughs> do you, you, you moved here from Ohio. Do you feel like this is the last place for you? Or you're going to relocate one day. I feel like last place is a really bold statement. I feel like mm-hmm. that's me like monkey paw begging to get, killed by a bus or something like i feel like that's like i can't be like this is the last place yeah yeah. i um i do i don't have any like (laughs) i'm gonna get out of here urge at all Mm -hmm. i like it here very much and i think even my goal is to be like not nomadic but it like if i they're like okay if you had a million dollars what would you do and it would be like somewhere else yeah i would i would snowbird i would snowbird because i have like lots of family up in the midwest I love it up there in the summertime. And I would love the ability to like live in like New York, LA for like a month at a time, like one month of the year max. And like do all their good shows, really like get that sort of inspiring thing. Cause I I will say like here, if I had to choose one, if they're like, you can either obviously I choose here because I live here. The proof that I would choose here is in that I actively live live here. here and I like love it as an artistic city. Um, and just like a cool, I just like generally, I, I am grateful for New Orleans in many different ways. And so if like, I picture myself, this being my like always kind of here place. Um, but I wish if I had more unlimited money, I would like spend. Yeah. I think I would, do the I would, same thing. I would not move to other places, but I would like spend more time in other places. Yeah. I think I feel the same. Exactly yeah. Way. I feel like we could do that. I know. I feel like that I feel is. Like that's like an attainable future for us. Yeah. Cause I'm already kind of doing it as far as like visiting and now it's so nice as you evolve in comedy your people you crash with also evolve in their mm. life and now i'm i used to I, w- I went on a tour once where we called it the sick cat tour where everyone we cra- everywhere we crashed at a sick cat this happened i was to me like is Europe. this like a witch's curse like why is there always a sick cat where i am and then now i'm like getting it's never with guy comics it's so funny because it's always like they got a girlfriend and she likes to keep a nice home. And so I get like a cutie little guest room and yes. it feels really nice. Where I, So like anytime a comic I know is like moves in with a girlfriend, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like that is, I'm like, I'm going to stay with There's them. There's about to be soap in the shower. Yes, or, I know. Like, I'm about to like have a bed that they like made intentionally for yeah, me to with stay clean in. Sheets. That's not like a yoga mat yeah, on a, a sweaty couch. Yeah. 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 So I feel like. Crashing at people's houses now is more enjoyable because it's like... You've been in the game. I've been in the game long enough that they are now... And I'm just older, so they have better... Even like my guy friends. Yeah, that people with houses or like just apartments that they keep nicer, you (laughs) know, than they used to. They're like less bachelory. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I feel like that can be a model that I'm already living that I'd like to expand upon. Where it's like, here's always the home base. And then I like go other places and come... Because I also feel like with any creative thing, you need outside inspiration. Like Always. If you're here all the time, like there's hilarious comedians here. There's incredible artists here. Of course there are. But there's something to be said for like going to L.A. and getting on a lineup where you're like, oh, my God, these other comics are like next level and that you can hang with them. But you still get your ass kicked a little bit. And I like I love that feeling. And you can't get that here. Yeah, it's true. So I feel like that's you can't get that here when you're the best of the best here. Yeah. Just like when you're the best one. It's (laughs) hard. It's hard. 
hard when you're as experienced as this woman over here. Dude, it's like cheating. I'm like showing up like I've been doing it for years and years and years. And so I'm like, part of me is like, oh no. But I'm like, no, I am very good at it. Yeah, so no, I feel great. like it's a feeling of like, yeah, I love you're going great. to places where they're better than me. I agree. I know exactly yeah. what you mean, but I love being a big fish in a small pond. And I sure. say it all the time <laughs> here on Planet Nola. I know my city is small. And, and I, I love it. Okay, would I make it in LA? No. <laughs> Do I live in L.A.? No. That's why I don't live there. <laughs> I love that you're doing like backwards shit talk where you're like, would I make it there? Absolutely not. Do I know my boundaries? 100%. Will I thrive in the small pond I've given myself? I absolutely That's your ass. Yeah, truly. Because I do feel like when I made the decision of like, I feel like everyone, like every comic at one point is like, everyone's like, you should have to move to New York now. It is your birthright. Right. It is time it's to go on you. And I just like... I remember I was like, I went to New York once with my friend and we were having a blast. And I was like, I think we could live here. And then she was like, all we've been doing is drinking margaritas. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, this isn't a life here. This is a visit here. That's yeah. what that's like. And I just and I even remember trying to convince Dave because I was like. And he was like, yeah, if you need to move, I get it. He was like, I probably won't move to New York, but if you need to move there, like, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. I support that. He's like, but knowing you it doesn't seem like you want to it seems like and he's like and again if you want to i support you i'll pack your bags i want you yeah. to to do this and like we went on a trip to new york to like see if i should live there basically and on the way in there was like these big be beautiful like field like fields of grass and i was like oh my god that's so beautiful and they were like in front of the new york skyline and jay's like hey i don't think that should be the thing you find beautiful <laughs> if you're looking to move here like it's like the wide open nature yeah. spaces and i was like good that's point. fair that's that's a good point that's a good point and i just and then i was like well i'll just go there for a year and do what i can and then i'm and it's like no it's yeah. a whatever creative thing you're doing is a lifelong creative thing. Yeah. So you can't be like, I'll go get famous yeah. in a year and then I'll move wherever. It's like, no, you have to build where you want to live. Yeah, you better want to live there. Yes. You better want to live there for a minute. Yeah. So like the, the every day of it, I'm and I have friends that moved there that are like, Oh my God, I never wanted to live anywhere else. And I was like, okay, respect for that. I, yeah. I like understand why it's magical. Yeah. But here I'm just like, Oh, I can like, go on walks and like ride my bikes to places and like trees everywhere yeah. yeah and it like smells good sometimes yeah. most of the time and there's good food and music and yeah people and all the things like you and like i mean moving from ohio i'm like hey it's very cool not to have it be so damn white all the time like that is that a is, thing that i can't imagine i mean i can't yeah. imagine what it was like growing yeah up where it was like place, a very i like didn't realize the lack of diversity in my scenery at all until I moved here and I was like oh damn You're this like, this this is a place where black people live yes like, like half of the in every part of it like yes. in the parts where I go to yeah, not just everywhere. like this segregate because like Columbus is a city it's a capital city but it's like so segregated that's wild or at least it was seven years I mean right. and it still is every, I'm like yeah I'm not like at least it was like maybe they fixed it it's no, like no, they, more they gentrified yeah that is not anything um, well, Laura, can you believe that we've come to the end of our time? Oh, my God. It went so fast. I know. It goes so fast all the time. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I ask everybody the same last question. You might know what's coming. Mm. My question is, who do you think should be on this podcast? Geneva Joy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's like just a, one hilarious to talk to. I feel like in listening to the podcast episodes I've listened to of yours, it's people with like many irons and many different fires. Yes. And she's one of those where she is like she's like very multi-talented. 
hilarious to talk to and i think also has the transplant tale of like bringing value to the city and like working hard to like be a useful part of the city and not yeah. just take from the city yeah yeah so. i love her she's so funny she's cool as hell Cracks yeah yeah well that was a great i appreciate you so much for this oh i appreciate you this was a great time i'm so glad you came and yeah. talked on planet nola i am too i'm glad I, this is the first time i've ever talked on a podcast that i made the logo for well here full she circle is. our logo if you like our logo you can hire this person follow laura on instagram yeah at, at yay laura sanders and y'all thank you so much for listening be in touch Thank you again to this episode's guest. Planet NOLA is produced by Carrie Mulder and Mary Jacobs. If you liked what you heard here, please consider subscribing to us on YouTube or all your social media platforms and pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. Also, if you really, really liked this episode, think about subscribing to our Patreon where we have tons of bonus content from this episode and more. It starts at just $5 a month and it would mean the world to us. Thanks so much, y'all, and be in touch.